Hey there, everybody. This is Beyond the Beach, career conversations with graduates of Cal State Long Beach. I'm your host, Kenji Klein, Associate Professor of Management at the College of Business at California State University, Long Beach, where I teach business strategy, general management, and organization theory. In this show, I interview former students and recent graduates about life after Long Beach. Our conversations cover topics like how my guests chose a career path, how they landed their first job, and what it's been like to navigate the chaos, challenges, and opportunities of their early careers. My hope is that by hearing the stories of real people who were in your exact shoes just a few years ago, you can get an honest and realistic picture of what might be out there for you beyond the beach. My guest today is Leo Lopez. Leo was a student in my business strategy class back in fall of 2017 and now works as a media planner for UM. Hey, Leo, it's really great to have you here. Hi, it's great to be here, Kenji. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad you, you took some time off to come and talk to me. So um, let's dive right in. Um, I'm wondering if you could just briefly introduce yourself to our audience and a little bit about maybe who, you know, about who you are, when you graduated, what you studied, uh, and then what you're doing now. Yeah, so hi, everyone. My name is uh, Leo Lopez. Uh, as he mentioned, I graduated in fall of 2017. I actually uh, his class was basically my last semester uh, at school here, uh, and I graduated in with a double major in business management and supply chain management. I'm a media planner now for UM, as mentioned, uh, and I'm, I'm really excited to, to be here. So that's, that's really interesting to me, right, that you were a supply chain major and a management major. The area you're in, I think most people, when they hear that media planning, they might be thinking marketing. Right yes. is the first thing that pops into mind. So, yes. so, so let's let's figure out how you got to that situation. Um, but I want to start with if you could tell me about like the first job that you had after graduating. Um, how'd you find it, and then how'd you navigate that transition from college to working? Yeah, it was definitely uh, for me. I would say it was difficult um, just because I like everything as anyone does. You know, instant gratification. I want to just. I'm out of school now. I need a job. I need it now. And so for me, it actually took me about four months to find a job. I graduated December of 2017, and I didn't start my first post-college job until April of 2018. Um, so that was those four months. So for some people, that's going to sound like, oh, four months, that's it. It took me a year, you right. know. But for other people, you know, maybe they already had a job lined up prior to leaving. I know I had a few classmates who they would tell me that, and they'd say, what are you planning? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Right. And there, don't know. there are probably students who are listening going, four months, oh my God, no, I can't afford to have four months. Right, right? four months, I have to pay rent. Yeah. I have to pay rent for four months. What am I going to do? What am I going to eat? You know, a lot of, I'm, I was, you know, thankful and grateful uh, to both my parents and to God that the fact that I, you know, was able to still be living at home. Right. So I didn't really need to worry about that. But I know there's probably some other people in the same situation that four months, they live on their own. Yeah. Or maybe they even have a kid or they have a spouse that they have to support. That's that's difficult. So, yeah, it took me about four months there. And the w only way I found it, you know, there's a lot of people who I've heard, you know, did internships or they had right. connections or they knew someone already or they had something lined up already previously. I didn't have any of that. Let me ask you a question about that. Was the, dis the not taking internships while you were in college, was that because um, – you didn't look for them, you didn't think about it, or you tried and they just weren't available? A mixture of the first two. Okay. Um, it was mostly along the lines of, so when I first started going to school, I'm, I'm a first-generation college student. Yeah. I think I'm the first person in my entire family line that ever graduated from college. 
Uh, my parents are both immigrants. My dad is from Guatemala, my mom's from El Salvador, uh, and they both moved here when they were in their teens. They met in Los Angeles and then they got married and they had me. Uh, so I was the first person in my family line to be born in the United States um, as a United States citizen. And, uh, and obviously the first one that had a formal education, especially a higher education, I think. Uh, and so from that, I just, I had no clue. I had no real understanding. And so in my mind, I would see my dad. My dad, I consider a very intelligent, really inspiring person. He never went to school post-elementary school. Wow. So I would look at him and I'd say, you know, he's successful. In my eyes, he's a successful man. He's a fulfilled man. I don't need school. I don't need college. Right. I, I'll do it if I have to. Um, I'm good at it. You know, I can get good grades. I can pass tests. But, you know, I can find my own path. So right. even going into college, I was even in the mindset I don't want to be here. I don't need to be here. But my parents always hit me with an, any immigrants or first-generation people listening will understand. They said, we didn't move to this country so that you could end up the same as us. We right. moved to this country so you could surpass us, have better opportunity than us, and college is the way to do that. That's right. always been ingrained in my mind. You need to go to college. You need right. to get a degree, and you just need to because yeah. that's, that's the way. Yeah. Uh, so I said, you know, I personally – didn't want to, but I did it, you know, I said, Hey, my parents are right. They're right. They raised me. They're the ones who have provided everything for me. So I'm going to do this for them yeah. to tell them, you know, I did, I did what you asked. And then I post that I'll figure out my own way. Right. So then my whole idea in college was I'm going to wake up at the latest possible moment. <laughs> I'm going to show up to class. I'm going to do the bare minimum I need to get an A or to get a B or what have you, whatever GPA I'm trying to go for. I'm going to do the bare minimum to get that GPA and then I'm going to go back home. And then that's it. And I'm going to do that as fast as possible. So I actually graduated in uh, three years, three and a half years. I started fall of 2014. Okay. And I graduated fall of 2017. I sped run through it. I just took all the bare minimum okay. classes that I needed to take. Right. And then I got out. So internships was, would have slowed you down. Basically. Exactly. Okay. It's funny you say that because I did not get that sense from you in class. Because whenever you were in class, you were 100% engaged. Right. So, so I, that's what I saw, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, I, because even if I'm not, you know, that's kind of the mindset I have, even if I'm not of like, oh, this isn't the perfect place for me. I do believe in not ever uh, like taking any half measures. I don't believe in any half measures. I believe if I'm there, I'm going to be present. Okay. And I'm going to do my best work no matter where I am, just because that's the kind of person I am. That's what I want to show the world is yeah. that I'm. Even if I'm not in full agreement, if yeah. I don't fully like it, I'm going to do the best work I can yeah. so that I can, um, you know, be proud, take pride in my work. Yeah, I mean, it, it's this is a totally separate conversation. But I do think it's really interesting, right, that that it's like you can actually go into something without the mindset, um, I'm going to give it everything I got and I'm going to throw everything I have and just exhaust myself on it. You can actually go in with a sense of, you know, I'm going to get through this and I'm not giving it 100%, but it's like, when you're there or when you're doing the thing you're doing, it's like, I'm doing this, so I'm going to give it my attention. I'm going to give it my focus and get a lot out of that, right? Right. Um, exactly. And that's like the super use, super efficient way to use your time because it's like yeah. I'm putting the time in anyway, so let's not waste it, which I think is really smart. To exactly. Go and, and it helps a lot that, as I mentioned, 
your class was one of the last ones that I took. Yeah. It was the last semester I took. And to be completely honest, this isn't, and everyone's going to say, oh, that's why he brought him on the podcast because he was a favorite. But <laughs> your, your class was genuinely one of my favorites in all honesty. And this is not, I apologize, any of my other past professors. <laughs> yeah, um, but if other... I, I paid him to say this. I paid him to say this. <laughs> yeah, I was paid, paid sponsor. No, this isn't that. But if any of my other past professors had emailed me, I might have thought twice and mm. said, you know, I didn't get a lot out of their class. Right. I didn't care much for their class. I didn't care much for them. Right. So <laughs> I'm not going to go. I'm not even going to respond. But when I saw you, your name pop up on my phone, I said, oh, Kenji, I remember him. I remember his course and I learned a lot in that course. I'm going to give back however okay. I can. Thank you so much for, for saying that. I, that's really great to hear. And, um, and thanks for being here. Also, I really appreciate it. So, so, here's, so here's what I want to uh, ask you, though. Um, in that four-month period, right, what was, your, what was going through your head? And, and maybe even, like, the, 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 maybe the month before you graduated, too, right? right? That period of time, your parents have sacrificed for you. You know that they've sacrificed for you. And you're graduated, and now you're trying to make something happen, but it's not happening right away. What was that like? Exactly what it sounds like. Just... <laughs> depressing okay. awful okay <laughs> no uh i mean you said it best with with the sacrifice uh going back to my last point my dad always tells me the story when he came to this country he said i came to the united states uh under less than legal means per oh. se uh he's a citizen now so right. <laughs> i feel comfortable Excellent. saying that okay, uh, so he's a citizen now but uh he arrives to this country he says i was 18 years old right i didn't have any family i didn't have any friends I had $50 in my pocket, not a citizen with nothing to his name. And he's like, and I had to figure it out. I had to make something of myself. So for those four months, it genuinely was a feeling of like, wow, you know, my parents literally inverted so much money, not only in the whole 18 years prior to yeah. college, but during college, they paid so much for me. And now here I am living under room and board, no longer in school, have no job. Right. I felt very my biggest concern was like man i'm really letting them down okay they need my help and i feel like a bum i feel like a lazy bum which i knew i wasn't because i knew i was putting in effort to right. try to to find something yeah. but it's always nagging in the back of your head that it's like wow i could be supporting my family i could be helping them pay rent pay bills right. pay for groceries even just buying dinner every once in a while and i can't you know yeah. at least when you're in school you have the excuse that like oh that's his job is a right. full-time studying right but now I'm not in school, and I also don't have a job, so I'm just waking up and doing nothing all day. Right. So for me, at least, as, as the kind of person I am, I, I felt terrible. Mm -hmm. I just I remember every morning waking up feeling guilty that yeah. I couldn't find a job. That's hard. Um, yeah, and so, and like I mentioned, for some people, four months, I know some people have went through that for way longer. Yep. But during those four months, like you said, that's when you're like, all of those anxieties and all those concerns and worries and stresses, mm -hmm. they're nagging at you constantly. So how, in, how in did you how did you manage that, um, and also like what were you doing? Um, did you have any strategies um, you know that were helpful for you to sort of keep yourself motivated, and also strategies for finding a job? And then eventually, what did you do, and how did you land something? Yeah, so so thankfully we can get out of the sad part. <laughs> no, but but essentially, I. Uh, you heard me kind of mention I'm, I'm a Christian, mm -hmm. um, so my faith is very important to me. I yep. do believe in God, and so. Um, I had that faith, you know, I would pray, I would go to church, I would pray, I would read my Bible. And that was really the main thing that kept okay. me 
centered in the sense of I knew, you know, things might not be going well right now, but there's a plan that, you know, even though I feel kind of guilty about it, my mom was like, we want you here. Like, you're right. not hurting us by being here. Like, you're my son. Of course, we're going to care for you. Right. And so my own self-dependency and my self need for self-sufficiency was not letting me see that. And just in general, my personality, I know, hey, it's going to work out. Yeah. I know I'm going to figure it out, whether it's happening now or later or when I'm going to do it. So I just focused on I tried a bunch of different things. But as I mentioned, because I had no internships, yep. I didn't really have any outside connections really to look for because uh, we could probably get into it later, but that was one of my conflicts earlier. I was like, once I had graduated, I was like, man, maybe I should have taken some internships. Right. Man, maybe I should have talked to more people. Maybe I should have gone to more networking events, etc. Right. All the things that I would hear constantly professors tell me, right? you know, former students tell me, and I was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to the beach, you right. know? <laughs> so I was like, maybe I should have listened to all of them. I mean, one uh, more semester would have been four months. Right, exactly, <laughs> right. exactly. So, yeah, so really the main resource that I went to was the classic online job hunting, places like Indeed okay. um, and not LinkedIn. Okay. I didn't look at LinkedIn. I didn't actually have a LinkedIn. That's how oh. down bad I was. I didn't have a LinkedIn up until 2022. Oh, dang, okay. So it was about five four years, years yeah, four, four or five years, years ever oh. after graduating that I finally said, ah, I guess I'll make one. But yeah, so I was looking at those job hunting sites. Okay. And that's where I ended up finding my first, and I was like, you know what, at first I started out, I want to be making at least X amount of right. X salary. And then I was like, okay, it's been a couple months, nothing. All right, that's going a little lower. Okay. And then a couple months. And the reason I was in business management was because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. I, I'm right. really jealous and envious of people that they woke up one day in high school or one day in college and they were like, I know my passion. Yeah, I course. know what I want to do. This is the only thing I want. I'm going to go all in because I don't want anything else. Nothing in my entire life has ever made me feel that way, yeah. at least not work-related. I felt that way about things like I love watching the Lakers, right? you know, <laughs> right. but unless I become, you know, there's, I not, grow, a, there's yeah. not that many jobs for watching the Lakers. Exactly. <laughs> unless I grow, you know, five feet or I should have gone into broadcasting, you know, then right. maybe I would have had it, but I wasn't interested in those things. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I want something that's going to give me the widest possible variety. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, what company, what business yeah. doesn't need someone that understands how to run a business. Right. Um, so I thought to myself, you know what, with this management degree, I can go into any field really that I, that strikes my fancy. And then we'll see where I, where the wind takes me from there. Right. Uh, and so the only real thing that I knew, this is a joke that I made earlier, but the only thing I'm good at doing is talking. Right. I always say that <laughs> I'm very comfortable speaking with everyone. I'm extroverted. I'm, I'm probably, I say I'm the worst combination. I'm very opinionated and also very loud. It was great in the strategy class because we had a couple of people, right? It's, it's always nice as a professor when you've got like several people who have opinions and are perfectly happy to voice them. It makes right. a, it makes a discussion much more interesting. Interesting. So I appreciated it. And that's exactly the thing. So with business strategy, I was like, I understand this perfectly. This is right in my wheelhouse. I love it. I love strategizing. Yeah. I love discussing. I love having these conversational moments. Um, but it's not like I can really walk onto a company and say, hey, I'd like to be your strategist, you know, right. today, or I'd like to be your man. I graduate in business management. Hey, right. I know I'm a 21 year old fresh out of college with no experience. Let me be your manager. Right. You know, so it's a little bit difficult when it actually sell. came to it. So yeah. I was like, what can I do? And so I went into, I said, I'm, I'm a salesperson. I okay. can go into sales because, you know, the cliche, you're always selling. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go into sales and I think I'll, I think I'll be good at it. 
And uh, I think it'll teach me a lot. So I started looking for sales positions. So you were on Indeed, and then you started, you had a certain salary target. You said, okay, maybe I might loosen that a little bit. Right. And then you started looking in sales on Indeed. Exactly. Yeah, and so, and then that's, that's what I did. And so one day in April, right. I sent a, 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 my resume to one of the sales positions that we're offering. But I was like, okay, I don't like the, the offer, but, you know, but I need something. It's been four months. Yeah. Maybe I would have not taken the job if I wasn't in such times, sure. but because I was like, you know what, I need to, I'm running out of savings. So and I don't want to have to be, you know, 21 years old, asking my parents for everything. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't feel comfortable with that. So I said, you know what, this is the job I'm going to take. And that's how I landed it. Okay. I would, I do want to point out one thing, which is when you were a student, we didn't have a sales class. Um, and now we have one and oh, no. we're trying to build it. <laughs> I think it's, a, yeah, I think it's a really great thing. If anyone who has this type of personality, right. Um, it's a really good opportunity to, to develop a skill that's super useful in the workplace, right? It's like you can, if you have that as sort of your natural inclination is to be good at talking to people and also empathetic and can understand where people are coming from, to refine that into a skill set like sales is a really valuable one. 100%. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing I, I would say, and I think the thing that did affect me the most, my feeling was just, you know, Man, maybe I should have looked more. I feel like during college, I developed a lot of my soft skills, but I kind of, you know, because those are my natural strengths right. that it wasn't, I was never like outside of my comfort zone mm. in the sense of like, I'm learning something completely brand new that I have no idea about. Right. I feel like I may not have done enough of that. Mm. And so I feel like if I had um, worked on my hard skills more, for example, even something as basic as Microsoft Office, right. you know, I was seeing so many things that are saying, oh, we want someone who knows how to work in this program. Even if you don't want to go into programming or be a software engineer or something along those lines, having those skills is still really essential and really necessary. So I would see postings that said, entry-level position, minimum one to three years experience required or X knowledge of X program. And I was like, I've never even heard of that program. Um, And so I think that's what really led me even more towards sales because as you mentioned in sales, all you have to do is be a people person and talk to people. So then I was like, I, that's the only thing I'm good at. So okay. that's the way I have to go. That's so I'm, I'm wondering if you could uh, share for me. So you, you got the sales position. How, how long were you in that, that position? I believe exactly one year and four months. Okay. One year and four okay. months. So almost a year and a half. Um, I'm wondering if you could talk to me about challenges that you experienced once you got into that position and maybe how you overcame them. Or, and if not this position, if you didn't face any challenges, then in maybe a subsequent position. Um, and then, you know, any setbacks that you had in early career and then how you handled them or any insight on how people should handle those kind of situations. You know, I thought of a few different challenges and I do have ones for different stages of my career. Okay. But just keep in mind to start out from the beginning where I currently am now, this is an entry-level position. So in, in some people's eyes, it could be that all of my career stops were a setback because I never really promoted or really graduated mm-hmm. to, a, to a higher position in anywhere that I, that I attended because, again, because I didn't have a full interest. I was like, I'm not a fan of this company right. or I'm not a fan of this work. Right. Uh, so, this is, goes, so this goes back to that question you said earlier. The thing you said earlier was you're a little bit envious of people that know what they want to do. Exactly. Because if you know what you want to do, then it's like you can go full 100% into it you know, and then and then you burst through one barrier, and then you go to the next, and the next, and the next. Exactly. Challenge. So there's 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 some there's a sequencing right. that allows you to have a trajectory. Exactly. Whereas if you're not really sure, then you might bounce around, and you're sort of starting over right. in every single situation. And that's and that's definitely 
what I've been until this point in my career that it's like, went, tried this, didn't right. like it. Tried that, didn't like it. Tried this, didn't like it. You know, and so it was constantly not, I wouldn't consider them quote unquote setbacks. Right. Some might, but for me, it's like a fresh start, as you mentioned. I'm right. starting from scratch in each place that I go. Yeah. So it hasn't allowed me to fully develop as far as I would like to, just right. to be completely honest. I would like to be obviously in a higher position right. by title, higher position by salary. I would love to be at this point in my life, like I said, six years. Yeah. But because I didn't have that privilege of knowing exactly what I wanted, right. it, it was a search. It was a search. So I would say that in and of itself is a challenge, yeah. being able to find what I actually want to do. Can, can um, you, I didn't go through, what were the things you did in between? So you did the sales for a year and a half at right. this initial job. Right. And then after that? Yeah, so my, my first job was in sales and it was for a, it was a furniture, uh, furniture company uh, that focused on selling specifically kitchen doors. And so I did start with the sales. And so I enjoyed it when I could speak with clients and things like that. But I would say a challenge that came was when I was hired, the manager that I had wasn't uh, the best at, at, at teaching me things. Right. And so I was taught by other people in my same position that were like, don't listen to what they say. They're not really, they don't really know what they're doing. They're just in that position because they've been here for a long time. Right. This is how we actually do it. And the sad thing is I was there for about, I would say two or three weeks. And the person that I had as like a main mentor um, who had the same position as me had taught me basically everything that I needed to know. And I was, you know, doing well and they were, and I was getting, you know, noticed by higher ups and they would say, oh, wow, you know, you mm. caught on, you caught on quickly, you know, you're doing a really great job. Uh, about a month in to being at that position, the mentor that I had, that he walks into the to the building, and then he's quickly walked back out by HR. Oh no! And they had handed him. We found out about this later when we spoke on the phone. They had handed him his uh, his pink resignation letter, letter basically, okay. <laughs> and they said, uh, "We don't need you anymore." Right. And so I had to sit here, and I was like, "Oh my god." I just took that guy's job. Right. I just took that guy's job and so they, they moved literally you into his Well, we were working the same position. I see. Only now right. instead of two of us, there's only me. Because they saw, oh, he's a quick learner. He yeah. can handle the workload. Yeah. Uh, and apparently there was some conflicts, internal conflicts that they didn't really like the guy that had right. taught me things. And so they used me as the first opportunity to to get him out. And so that to me was a challenge in the sense of not only was it the guilt of like, oh man, like I just cost that guy his job by yeah. doing my job. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't try right. it. I liked him. Um, but also in the sense of like, okay, this company's shady. Right. That is not an ethical thing I think to have done, especially like no pre-warning, no pre-phone call. Like he woke up that day, got ready for right. work, walks into the office, literally is ready to start working. And they just tell him, oh, by the way, you don't work here anymore. Yeah. To me, when I saw that, I was like, I don't want to be here. The people who are running this company are willing to do that to someone. To someone, right. And this is a smaller startup company. So it wasn't like some detached thing. Oh, yeah, get rid of them. So after that, I thought to myself, I was like, these aren't the type of people that I want to work for. Right. Just off sheer principle. Right. But you always hear, how's it going to look on a resume? If right. you went to a job, you were there for two weeks or one month, and then you quit. Yeah. And then you go to another company, you do the same thing. Now you have four jobs in yeah. one year on a resume. What's that going to say to your potential employers? Yeah. So I told myself, I said, well, I got to be here at least a year. 
Right. So now I'm trapped. <laughs> and so that would, I say, would be right. my big was, challenge. And that was one month in that I decided, honestly, I might be exaggerating with a month. It might have been two weeks in, but but I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that it was a month in. I was like, I don't want to be here, and I know that for sure. So, but I can't so you had to go almost job. an entire, well, you went over I a went year. I went over the yeah. of a year but you, in that moment you you had made the decision that i just have to put up with this for a year but being in a situation where you're not happy and you're saying i'm putting up with this is just not great for and yourself. that and so that's why i wouldn't call that like one specific challenge but yeah. that situation in and of itself being in a place that you don't like yeah that you don't want to be in for a year yeah that's a challenge in and of itself absolutely so absolutely. i would say that would be a main challenge so i would you know in terms of advice or in terms of how i was able to work with it thankfully while I wasn't a fan of the company, the people on my level, my mm -hmm. other coworkers, we got along really well. Right. So thankfully, I was able to focus on the good mm -hmm. in spite of the bad. I was like, you know what? I'm not a fan of the company. I'm not a fan of the work. But my coworkers are fun to talk to, fun right. to spend time with. We do work there. And so I noticed in a different uh, department of the company, which was more of the supply side, the buy side, mm -hmm. where they actually purchased the wood and the materials yeah. from, from their supplier, from their vendors, uh, they needed someone, and so they were like, man, we really need someone. And I was like, I'll do it. I, You know, I, I have a supply, right. supply chain degree, you know, and, you know, I can figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, and they said, okay. And so they brought me on really quickly. And so I learned a lot there. You know, I was working, first I was working client side, client facing to the consumer. And then now all of a sudden I was dealing with the vendor mm -hmm. and I was doing with the vendor side. And so I really enjoyed it. So I still look at it and I still say, you know, I still got a lot of really good experience. I learned how to deal with difficult situations, how to navigate situations like that, that, right. you know, is really important and really crucial. Um, but then, yeah, so I ended up finally quitting that job for similarly shady reasons. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm over it. I don't right. need this anymore. Um, and I actually decided, you know, I'm good at sales. Right. And <laughs> I said, you know, I want to go into real estate because I, I'm good at sales. That's what I like to do. That's what I'm what I know how to do. And the, the ceiling is, right. you know, there is no ceiling with four or five sales in a year. I'm already making quadruple what I be, would be making in a sales position elsewhere. Uh, so I quit that job and I started focusing on getting my real estate license. Okay. I did. I earned my real estate license and I, uh, worked for a real estate firm for, well, Officially, I had my license and I had my license hung up with them for about a year, but I was really only actively pursuing leads mm -hmm. for about a four-month period. And as I mentioned, I was doing it for three, four months, no sales. It might be that, you know, again, it's like, oh, it feels like this is pure luck. You know, it's right. just who, who calls the right, who picks up at the right time, who calls at the right moment. And uh, one thing that my manager did say to me that at the time, my, my coach, my real estate coach, that I still stuck with, even if I didn't appreciate it. He's like, sure, maybe it is about getting lucky, but the only way you get lucky is if you pick up the phone. Right. If you didn't pick up the phone in the first place, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So you put in the work yeah. to get lucky. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know what? That That's solid advice. But at least from my perspective, it didn't happen for me. Right. Maybe it would have been way different if, you know, week one or month one, I did end up striking it. And right. then I, I got a sale that kept me going. It's like, hey, now I have enough money to last me the rest of another six months. Right. Maybe it would have been different for me in that sense. But because it didn't, because it was my yeah. situation, I said, you know what? I'm not a fan. Okay. You know, I like the, the, the no ceiling that it has. I think that's beautiful. And I still really love the idea of being your own business, being your own entrepreneur. I think that's amazing. Um, but I was like, you know what, specifically that aspect wasn't for me. So, and how did I forget? 
of course, I earned my real estate license in uh, February of 2020. Oh, okay, right, right, right. There's that. I'm so sorry. That, yeah. that played a big role into it. So yeah. then, March 2020, I bought my car that I still own today. I bought my car that I said, this is the car that I'm going to use to drive people to show right. them houses. Right. And then one week after buying my car, everything, everything shut shuts down. down. So then all of a sudden it's like, well, I can't leave my house anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I can't sell houses. And so then that whole, and so the whole four months that I was doing it was during 2020 bleeding into 2021 right? to the point where it's like probably the worst time possible yeah. for me to have started. Um, but from there I was like, you know what? Now I can't leave my house. I need something to do. What, can, what job can I get that I don't have to leave my house now, you know, for, for the sake of my family's safety, you know, and health. And so I ended up getting a customer service role. Okay. Um, so I got a customer service role, which is fully remote, fully re work from home, um, earning more than I had been in my previous sales position. Right. Uh, but now I'm doing customer service. Right. So I will say, while I didn't enjoy it, I actually was in that customer service position for over a year as well. Okay. And while I hated it, mm -hmm. and obviously I don't like it, I, I wouldn't go so far as to be the cliche that says, oh, everyone should work in a customer service role at least once. Right. Or everyone should work retail or a restaurant at least once right. to see how it feels. But I will say it was very helpful. Yeah. I quickly learned and was able to master the sense of keeping a smile on my face uh -huh. and keeping pleasant tones while someone's being very, very unpleasant to you. Huh. And, you know, I'm getting screamed and yelled at in my ear for something that wasn't my fault. Right. And I have to respond... I'm extremely sorry to hear that, but I would be more than happy to help you with X, 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 X. And so I learned how to do that. Not only did I get the sales experience from right. learning how to talk with people in sales, now I got the other end of it, the customer service experience, where I learned how to just let that bounce off me. Yeah. And so thankfully, that was another experience that I think was really, really helpful and useful. And then that led me into, I tried sales, I tried customer service, I don't want to talk to anyone anymore. <laughs> okay. I don't want to deal with the average consumer on the street anymore. Yes, I just, got it. I can't, I can't mentally, physically. It's just the, the, the toll is too much. I said, I need something where I can still have that human interaction, use my soft skills for good, but be a little bit more detached. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, what? I have to make a shift into marketing. I want to work in a, in a marketing company. And then that's when I thought to myself, man, maybe I should have done marketing at school instead right. of management. Maybe that would have been a little bit more, more niche and more narrow. This gets into our question, but one piece of advice, maybe try to find a niche. Even if I myself, the reason I didn't go into marketing is I said, maybe I'll like it, but what if I don't? Right. Then I'm stuck. All I have is a marketing degree. So I had to go with the management degree because that was broad. But the problem with being broad is now you don't have any specific skills. Yeah. And then it's every company who, for an entry-level position, is looking for those specific skills. And it's like, well, what are your skills? Oh, I'm a manager. Oh, I'm a people person. Right. It's like, well, yeah, so is our janitor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but well, we want you to come on here and we want you to be our engineer. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, oh, well, I'm stuck now. So how the way I was able to find it was a little bit, I attacked it a little differently. I did go on the job hunting boards, no dice, no luck, very difficult. You're looking for entry-level roles and they're all requiring at least yeah. two years of experience in that yeah. role. And it's like, this isn't adding up, but fine. So can, I, so can, I, can I interrupt for just a second? Uh, um, is there a reason why you didn't, when you decided, uh, I guess it's because you were thinking about staying with the sales thing. It's just interesting because you did work in kind of a supply chain type of situation in right. that first job, right? You switched from the sales part 
to the procurement part, I guess. Right. So is there a reason that you didn't think, oh, I do have experience in, you know, in purchasing. Maybe I should look for a purchasing job. And, you know, I, I actually had friends who had worked in those procurement fields. Hey, I can get a job for you. But genuinely, I just didn't like it. You just weren't interested. Like, I, I, yeah, didn't, I didn't enjoy. That's a perfectly valid yeah. reason. Yeah. I didn't enjoy the work that I was doing. Again, it was great that I was able to work with the coworkers that I worked with. But the work itself was not interesting to me in any right. way. I didn't like purchasing. Okay. Um, so I stayed away from it. So I said, you know, I'll go into the marketing realm. because, And I thought to myself, I'm in L.A. I love film. Right. I love, you know, entertainment in general, video games, things like that. Yeah. So I said, you know, if I look into marketing for a company that delves into those types of things, I'll be doing, you know, something that I'm at least, you know, tangentially interested in. Right. And I can still offer something there in yeah. the marketing role. And so uh, job hunting, job boards were not a big help. And so I actually looked to a former student here at uh, okay. Cal State Long Beach, a classmate that I had. It's insane how things like this happen. And right. so I actually spoke with someone that I became friends with that I took a grand total of one course with okay. my first semester of school right. here at Long Beach. And we became friends from that one course that we took together. And she had actually majored in marketing. Right. And so when I was looking, I said, oh, you know what? My friend, she was a marketing major. Right. I wonder what she's up to. So I just called her. I called yeah. her, you know, and we had spoken occasionally over the years, but we weren't really that close. But I just yeah. called her and I said, hey, how's it going? You know, let's, let's go out to eat. And she said, yes, thankfully. Yeah. And so I asked her, I said, you know, I, I'm trying to get into marketing. I know that you, you know, obviously I didn't just interview her sure. instantly. We were right. talking. We we're having a good time. I said, I want to get into marketing. Um, what would you recommend? Yeah. I just asked her. And she said, you know, uh, she was currently she is currently working for Disney. Okay. Um, so it was along the same lines of where I wanted to go. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. You know, I'd, I'd love to work for a company like Disney. Um, how did you get there? And she said, you know, I started off as a media planner for okay. a media agency. Essentially what a media agency does is, while not being the actual marketing department for mm -hmm. a company, a media agency um, will is like an external agency that a company hires to uh, plan out and sometimes even to execute the advertising and the marketing for their, their product or service, their campaign, right. exactly. So um, she said, I do that. And so when you work in a company like that, you can get one of these clients. Mm -hmm. And then if that client likes you enough, you can maybe make the jump right. from the agency side to the actual client side, right. which is the business side, uh, the company side. And so I said, you know what? Sounds good. Let's yeah. give it a shot. You know, it sounds interesting to me. Right. I, I feel like I would like it. It's detached enough, but not as far right. as I need to be from the end consumer. Yeah. Um, so let's do it. And so I just started looking for jobs along those lines. Uh, still, it just, it took a long time. Sure. It took a long time. I was applying to agencies like that. And it did take about another month or two. But then finally, uh, one hit, one, one bit. And thankfully... Uh, and it's actually interesting. Now, I mentioned I'm with UM. I'm actually, I work on, my client is the Activision Blizzard oh, uh, account cool. uh, who makes video games. Yeah, so they cool. make Call of Duty and things yeah. like that. And then also the Crunchyroll account, which is, uh, you know, they're, they're a streaming service that sells primarily anime. Okay. Uh, and so I'm like, both are really cool oh, things. Yeah. And I didn't start there. I started working. It's funny. I started interviewing to be on a team that was going to have a client that was doing something very mundane right. that I didn't really care for. But I was like, you know what? 
it's been six months. I need my foot in the door you somehow. Get in. Right. I need to get in. And so I interviewed for that. And then, of course, the recruiter calls and she goes, I'm so sorry. The position that you interviewed for, uh, they actually decided they don't want to hire anyone anymore. I said, well, great. That sucks. And he said, but I have another company who says that they would like something. Would you be okay with an impromptu interview with them okay. tomorrow? And I was like, I don't, have, I don't have any other choice. Right, what else am I right. going to do? So I said, yes. And thankfully it was UM. Okay. It was UM and they, and they were hiring me to be a part of the Sony electronics team. Okay. Which is great. Um, because that's again, headphones, speakers, yep. TVs, things like that. That's cool. It's kind of neat. Uh, and thankfully I went through the interview process. I was hired and it was amazing. And then, uh, Time passed, and I stayed on that account, and I said, okay, well, now how do I make the jump right. from these things to entertainment field? And thankfully, you know, uh, I was able to the, – the Sony Electronics account was en- ended up leaving UM. Okay. Uh, they're, they're somewhere else now with a different agency. Um, but in that midst, while I was doing that, and this is why I mentioned the network, you never know who you're going to talk to, you never yeah. know who you're going to see. I was invited. They said, hey, we need some Call of Duty players. Oh, oh for, wow. <laughs> uh, for a brainstorm. We're doing a Call of Duty campaign, and we need some opinions. We need some advice. And so I show up to this brainstorm, mm-hmm. and I start, as I mentioned, I'm loud. I'm opinionated. <laughs> I was just saying, oh, we could do this. We could do that. We could do that. This would be awesome. Yada, yada, yada. I was really into it, really hype. And then, like, a couple days later, we get the news that Sony Electronics is leaving. Right. I'm like, I'm out of a job because right. <laughs> my client is leaving. I mean, they're not going to just let us go, but right. now I don't have a client. I'm right. just going to be an employee here with, you know, with no home. Right. And the same day, say, hey, you really impressed at the brainstorm. You really impressed the manage- managers there. Uh, they, they liked what you had to say. Right. They, they liked your passion. They liked your fire for, for the thing. We need someone. Okay. Come well, over. That's cool. And so I got there. And so I'm happy to say, you know, this is – Going forward, a lot of steps. I'm happy to say that right now, I love my job. Oh, I'm extremely happy. Fantastic. It's funny because I didn't think that I was going to enjoy it, but it's like you say, you never know right. until you actually start doing it. And I started doing it, and I really love it to the point where previous jobs, as you met, as you've heard, obviously my work history hasn't been the best. Right. Within a month, I was like, I need out. I want out. Yeah. Here, I've been. I started in June of 2022. We are now in 2023. I already forget what, October of 2023. And I still love it. Yeah. And I'm still like, I still love it. I still want to be here. Um, so hopefully that continues. That's great. But yeah. That's really Sorry great. for that extremely no, long No, no, no. So, so but, a, but a couple things jump out at me, right? There's, there's a couple things that jump out at me. One is um, going back to the thing that we had talked about earlier about, you know, that sort of presence in the classroom, right? That sort of capacity that you have of like when I'm in the situation I am 100% engaged that was the thing that stood out in the brainstorming for Call of Duty thing right it's that same type of behavior and so I really believe that it's a really important thing it's like when you're there to really be there because people pick up on it and and, and it has an impact it's impactful um, the other thing I, th- I, I think is kind of interesting is what you said about the the mentoring um, it's like yeah you're always getting I'm sorry not the mentoring the networking you're always getting advice to network and network and network. And, and, and I do sometimes wonder if we're giving students the right advice, though, because we're telling them to go to networking events and meet new people. Go to ne- and, you know, it's like collect a, a stack of business cards, right? But, but, Get a Rolodex. But, the, what, but what you're talking about is you establish connections with people, right? And so it's like you have those connections with people that, are, that, are, that have there's something real to them. And so it's, it's more about maintaining that connection, right? 
So it's like, you know, in my class, I have you guys working in groups all the time, right? Talking to other people. And my hope and part of the hope I have in doing that is you guys will form a bond that will transcend the classroom because those then, uh, if it's just I'm sitting next to someone, I'm listening to a faculty member, it's like you're not necessarily engaging. But when you're having conversations then you get to know each other, those are all potential connections and contexts that you can rely on going forward. And it doesn't mean you have to be best friends. This person that you spoke with, someone you, know, you, you connected with, and then you know, just occasionally you would keep in touch. But that type of networking, I think, is, is really valuable, right? Having something that's not just a, I met you at an event, we shook hands, and you gave me a business card. Right. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. And to, to go into one of, one of your questions that I, I think is a really beautiful one and a thought, which is the, you know, if I could go back in time mm-hmm. and give advice to my college self, what would I say? Yeah. Well, firstly, it probably starts way earlier. I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. have gone in with the attitude of, I don't even want to be here. Right. I'm just doing this for my parents. I'm just going to get in and get out as quick as I can. But that's something that, that was a mentality I had since high school. But to my college self, what I would say is, you know, because I would, because I was one of those. And that's why I know if you're anything like me and you're listening to this podcast, you're going to say, I've heard it all before. Mm-hmm. I know best. Mm-hmm. I know myself. I don't need that. Right. I'll figure it out myself. And so I would like to caveat your question. Not only what advice would you give to your past self, but what advice would you give to your past self that you would then force them to implement? <laughs> because I know myself, even yeah. if... I came to myself right now in a time machine. And yeah. I said, Leo, do this, this, and that. I would have said, I'll figure it out. <laughs> right. I'm not going to listen to that guy. I, re- I really would. And I know there's a lot of people listening that are probably similar to me. Right. They, just, they think they know it. You know. Right. So what I would say, if I could go back in time and force myself to implement any advice, it would be that. It would be, I know you think internships sound lame mm. and they're just a waste of time. And even if you say, oh, I'm not going to join any clubs either because... Those seem lame and they're all, you know, pretend like they, they're happy and they like what they're doing. They don't really like what they're doing. They're just doing it because <laughs> they, they know it looks good on a resume and that's lame. You don't need a resume. You, you'll, you'll, you'll wow people yourself with your personality. I would just tell myself, hey, you're right. You're still right <laughs> about everything that you're saying. But the same way that you force yourself to go to school, mm. wake up, force yourself to join. Force yourself to do an internship, force yourself to uh, take classes out of your comfort zone that are going to build your hard skills. That's probably the most practical piece of advice. Take those extra courses that can kind of build your hard skills, nothing crazy, but just so you can say that you know them. You can put them on a resume and say, hey, I know how to do this. I can do this one specific task. You don't have to just say, I talk good (laughs) on on your resume. That doesn't have to be the only thing you have to list, but you can show an internship and, and, Regarding the networking events, I always thought, man, that's, it's so lame. It's a bunch of dudes dressed up in suits that they're never going to wear again, that they probably didn't even iron, and they're <laughs> all just handing each other business cards, and everyone's there for the same reason, so no one's actually going to get anywhere because they're right. all just intermingling. But what I will say is, to your point, build connections right. better, which is don't, don't talk, you know, walk up and say, hey, how are you? What do you want to do? Why are right. you here? No, just... I would say do treat everything as a networking event. Don't go to the ones that say networking event in bold on the flyer. Right. Just, hey, Leo, you want to go get something to eat? Hey, you want to go over here? You know, I have a group of friends that they just invited me to X place. Yeah. Because you never know who you're going to meet. You never yeah. know who you're going to talk to. And it's not about being there at that place or for that internship. For me, 
oh, why would I take this class? I'm never going to use that. Right. Oh, why would I have this internship? I don't even want to work for that company. Right. It's about meeting people. If I didn't make friends mm-hmm. with that person in my first class ever, right. and I didn't still have her number, who knows what I would be doing right now. Right. Quite literally, I had no clue what an in- a media agency was. Right. I didn't know it existed right. until I met up with her. I called her. I said, hey, remember me? Yeah. Let's go out for dinner. Yeah. We went out for dinner, and, uh, and she told me about it, and then I started looking, and now where I am, and like I said, I'm over a year, and I still love it. Yep. And I would never, ever have known that if I didn't just talk to her yeah. that one day in class. So yeah. if I had never b- bring up the courage to be like, you know what? I haven't seen her in over a year. She's probably not going to want to hear from me anyway. I'm not going to call. Right. Having the courage and the, and the putting in the work, basically, even it's like, that's not work. Reaching out to someone isn't work. But in anything you do, if you don't put that step forward, you're not going to get that opportunity to get lucky. Yeah. So it's not who you know in the sense of, oh, man, I need to have high-up connections. I need right. to know someone's dad. No, it's who you know in the sense of go everywhere, right? do everything, take every invitation, say yes to however many things you can, and just talk to people. Do your best. If you're going out with friends, do your best to not leave your friends hanging, but, like, spread out a little right. bit. Reach out to someone and not just, again, the high buy, here's my business card, but in the sense of, like, get to know them. Actually yeah. talk to them, exchange phone numbers, not just LinkedIn's. Um, you know, because I, I had that the other yet last night we went on a group outing, uh, for work. We went to Top Golf, and some guy there walks up to me, and we had talked, we had chatted a bit uh, throughout that day, and he goes, uh, "Hey, really quick, before I forget, I thought he was gonna ask me for my phone number. I was like, oh, cool, so we can, you know, we can right. talk, we can chat." He goes, "Hey, really quick, this is my LinkedIn. Can you add me, please? Uh-huh. I need another connection." <laughs> and I was just like, "Okay, sure." Right. And he went around and he asked everyone to add him on LinkedIn, right. and it's like. Yes. Is having more connections on LinkedIn going to look better on your resume? Of course it will. Are they going to check your LinkedIn? Yes, they will. But is that really getting but to know someone? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Is that really... Right. Are you really building that connection with that person, or are you just adding a, right. a checklist? Yeah. And um, I, I think, so I yeah. think the thing about... Inform- right, con- one thing about connection, and like the network, there's a whole body of uh, research on social networks. And you know, one of the things that's clear about networks is um, it's 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 the ability for people to get um, information or ideas through other people, right? It could be knowledge of an opportunity. It could be like in your case, a perspective about the potential jobs and stuff. And so it, it's 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 looking at you know having people that you can tap into to expand your knowledge base about all the things that you want. It's not necessarily about oh I'm friends with that person, they're going to get me a job. It's that, oh, here's somebody who might be able to teach me something that's really valuable, that can be really valuable for me. And yeah. it's just easier to do when you have an actual sense of connection with that person. Right? Right. If you reach out to somebody that you actually had a genuine conversation with, and you liked each other's company, and, and the conversation flowed well, and it felt good, it's like, there's a reason to reach out for that person because it's like that person is probably going to be happy to hear from you because there's some connection there right. as opposed to perhaps the person who, you know, who's got you on LinkedIn now, you're like, I'm one of 500 plus connections. This was this guy who just went and he spent just enough time to get me to, you know, connect with him on LinkedIn. There's no, there's nothing there. There's right. nothing there, there. So yeah, yeah I think um, it really is important to build real connection with right. people. I think it's super important. 
So that would, that would be the biggest piece of advice I would yeah. give for sure. And then the other thing I think it's interesting when you say the thing about internships, one of the things you said was, yeah, people might be like, yeah, what if I don't like it or blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I, I don't really want to work for that company. What if I don't like it? It's like if you don't like it, you've learned that that's something that you don't like. It's a learning experience. Exactly. Because it, it's wouldn't it have been better to learn the things that you didn't like before you actually spent like X months of your life? Exactly you know, doing it. So I right. think that that's something as well. Um, so let me, let me ask you, um, I guess what's next for you. Um, and also, sorry, balancing professional versus personal, those two things like that first one, like, you know, how do you strike a balance between, uh, you know, work-life balance, uh, all the stuff you have to do in order to be successful in a career and still have, as you said, time for your family and stuff like that. So maybe some of your thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, so, that's funny. I remember one of the things that I read in a real estate book was, uh, and I did really like it that it was basically the one thing where it said, okay, if the general theme of the book was, all right, everyone makes a to-do list mm -hmm. and everyone checks off as much as they can from their to-do list and then they feel accomplished because, oh, I did nine out of ten things on my checklist. But the one thing that you left was the more, most important thing that you had to right. do. But it was the heaviest thing, so you didn't really feel right. like it. He's like, Get rid of to-do lists. Get rid of all of that. Narrow it down. What's the one thing that I need to do today mm -hmm. to actually progress forward in life and career, whatever it is? What's the one thing I need to do today? Focus on doing that ASAP. Yeah. Then move on to the other things that are on your plate as well. Right. And so I, take, I took that to heart. I thought that was great. But one chapter in that was... There's no such thing as work-life balance. <laughs> they said, kind of what you said, whatever you're doing, put your all into it at that time. He goes... Some days I'm putting my all into my family and other days I'm putting my all into work. Mm. And sorry, but when I'm in work mode, maybe it's not a day, maybe it's a month. Mm. A month, I'm not seeing my family. A month, I'm focusing on work, but you're doing it for the bigger picture. Right. That was a chapter that was written by a real estate professional for real estate professionals to read, right. telling them there's no such thing as a work-life balance. Right. I remember reading that just thinking to myself, mm. I don't know if I like that. Right. Maybe he's right. Maybe it probably does work for him. But do I want to go a month without seeing my family? Right. Do I want to go a month without hanging out with my friends? To me, I just decided maybe that's not the career for me, if that's right. what it takes. Right. Um, so I learned that pretty quickly, that I was like, I need to, I need to be able to turn off. I need yeah. to be able to unplug. Um, you probably never remembered this because I enjoyed your class, so when I enjoyed a class, I would attend it. If a course ever graded on attendance... And it was like, oh, attendance is 10% of your grade or 15% of your grade. I was like, I'll get a B on that course. <laughs> I was like, if I don't want to go, if I don't right. feel the need to go, I'm not going to go. I attended all of your classes because I enjoyed it. So I was like, I'll go. And you didn't even grade attendance. No, to all the professors, if any professor listening to this, he didn't need a great attendance. Make your class engaging. They'll show up. <laughs> Anyways, long story. Again, another ad, hashtag sponsored. <laughs> no, but uh, so I was the type that I was like, you know what? I probably need a, an hour or two to really review this material before the test. I'm going to go to the beach. Right. And I was like, all right, cool. I've been here for a couple hours. Now I'll go home. Now I'll read. Right. I, I know that for myself. I need that moment of unplugging. Okay. I can't be always on. And that was another thing with real estate. You have to be always on. I, I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. I was like, I need times where it's like sometimes I'm working yeah. and sometimes I'm relaxing. Um, so I was like, what job can I get that would allow me to do that? And thankfully the current position that I'm in allows that. Okay. Um, so kind of what, what I, you, 
Go ahead. Well, I just I think in your case, it's like you've known from the very it's been sort of hardwired into you to make sure you're setting aside time for yourself. Right. And you've exactly. managed to keep that once you graduated and in the career thing. And and I'm always uh, maybe this isn't the advice that a professor <laughs> wants his students to hear, but I'm always of the mindset that like my mentality in life, whatever work or task or goal that you have, I feel as long as it gets done, mm-hmm. it gets done on time and it gets done well, I could not care less what happens in the in-between. Right. If they tell me, Leo, this is the project that you need to do, it's due at this time, at this day, get it done, I'm like, cool. I'm going to get it done by that time, but the way I do it, I want it to be my right on my terms and my pace, you know? And so to me, that's how I feel. It's like, as long as the work gets done, I'm happy. And so that was something that I never neglected. So it wasn't like, uh, I'm just not going to study at all. Right. And I'm just going to slack off the whole time. No, it was like, okay, I estimate this is the study guide. This is how long it's about going to take me to get through it. It's going to be about two or three hours. I'm going to set aside two or three hours to work on that. And that means all around that, I can do whatever I right. want. And that's pretty much, that's been how I approach okay. the quote-unquote work-life balance. But thankfully, with WorkWorks, where I'm currently working at UM, it's great benefits. I'm going to sound like yeah. an ad, but it really does have great benefits when it comes to insurance and all of that good junk. But on top of that, they do take seriously their wellness days. Okay. Um, thankfully, you mentioned I took a PTO day to be yeah. here. I did because we have unlimited PTO. Oh, and wow. so a lot of people, I've heard... Uh, a big backlash against unlimited PTO. It's like, oh, that's just a, that's a gimmick that companies put up so they don't have to pay you out when you quit or mm-hmm. when you leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sure, but if you don't want to leave, right, then it doesn't really matter. And secondly, that only applies if you're not actually taking advantage of it. Right. And that's on you. So I apologize if there's any company out there that you've seen that advertises unlimited PTO or advertises a wellness day and then they don't let you take it or they make you feel guilty for taking it. Shame on them. That's right. a bad company. Thankfully, my company's not one of those. Well, that's good. They offer unlimited PTO. They offer one wellness day per month. Just no questions asked. Hey, I want to take a wellness day on this day. Obviously, as long as work is work allows it, work that gets done. That's pretty much the situation. As long as the work gets done, and it's not like oh, man, we're already going to be shorthanded. You know, you're leaving us with two employees left on right. our team. Sure. No, but if you if it's like a normal, hey, I need this Friday. Yeah. They're willing to allow that. So thankfully. I'm able to, to work with that. That's one of the things that I love most that, um, you know, I'm able to balance that. And I know that might be bad advice because a lot of people don't have that same opportunity, they're not in the same companies, uh, that right. they're not going to be at the same company. That's just as, as encouraging to, to take time for yourself. Thankfully I am, but, but that is what I would say is my thing is as long as you're taking care of your responsibilities, you're handling your responsibilities, everything else is great. Basically, what I do is I'm the one who, my phone's on silent. Right now, today is my off day. Yeah. I have my, you know, my Microsoft Teams app and my right. out, Microsoft Outlook. I have all the ways that my coworkers Slack or what have you, mm-hmm. and my coworkers can contact me if they need me. I have it on silent. Right. I have it on silent because this is my day. You know, even during lunch, hey, my 30-minute lunch, Phone, so computer, you, on silent for 30 minutes. So you create those boundaries. Yeah. I, I'm guessing there could be a time when there's something that's totally important and then you right. got to leave it on all the time. But for right. the day, so normal operating thing is just like you establish the boundaries. Right. And as long as you're getting work done, fortunately for you, you're in a situation, uh, in a company that respects that. But right. I think, you know, in many situations, 
um, people can sort of, if they create those boundaries and they're good at managing them, in many companies it's still okay as long as you're getting your work done. Exactly. That no, and that's really great. And that's, uh, and that's mine. And I guess that you put the emphasis the right way, as long as you're getting the work done. As long done. as you're get, getting the work done. Get the work done. It's not like, uh, I know I'm, you know, behind three days, this is right. overdue already, but I'm going to take my full hour lunch. Right. And I'm going to have it on silent. Then, sure, you have every right to do that, but how are you really coming off sure. to your, your fellow yeah, coworkers, and you're, and you're to your manager, and all you're leaving everyone hanging. So it's yeah. like, no, make sure I make sure I'm on top of things. And then once everything, okay, we're in a good place, adios for yeah. 30 minutes, you know, or what, not, or what have you, however long we get. Um, so yeah, that would be the main thing uh, regarding the work-life balance. And of course, the weekend, same thing. There's some weekends that they said, hey, we we're going live. I'm an ad campaign. So when they go live, they have right. to go live. So it's like, we're going live on Sunday night. We need someone there to push the buttons right. and make it go live. They have to be there. And yeah. you know what? Because they are so lenient, take this, you know, other employers, other companies, because they are so lenient all the other time, like, you know what? I just took a two-week vacation to X place. I just had my wellness day last week. They're asking me to come in one Sunday night. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I can do it. For sure. You know, no big deal. Um, but most of the time I would say, you know, time on, you're on. Time off, you're off. Okay. And that, that would be... I think universal advice that I feel a lot of people can't take. I know a lot of coworkers that they just I don't take my lunch. Hmm. It's like I'll I'll snack while I'm in a meeting, and I'm like, no, okay. Even so, if, so it's yeah. not necessarily that everybody at your company does the same. Not thing, a, you are drawing. This the is me. This is yeah, me. My good. boundaries. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah. So, but I would say if they wanted to, they could. It's just not everyone's built right. the same. That's the same. that's how I'm built. Okay. <laughs> that's how I do my best work. And uh, regarding your other question regarding what's next, um, as I mentioned. I mean, this is something that I can even ask you for advice on just because mm -hmm. in the sense of, well, yes, I love the current role that I'm in. Right. Um, I love my current position, my current company. As you can hear, I'm happy. It sounds great. I get to be here because of where I currently am. To me, I would love to stay with this company. I would love to grow with this company right. for as long as I can because I can't, as I mentioned, I joined as an entry-level entry yeah. position. There's plenty of room for growth, and they're more than happy to help me grow and to, to promote me and all of that and what have you. Um, but then you always hear that inkling, you know, that it's like in the back of your mind or what the, the common knowledge I've always heard is stay in a place for two years and then move on to a different company at a higher position, you know? So, oh, you're an associate here, you're an associate for two years, transfer to a different company as a senior associate, you're gonna get a bigger bump than if you had just right. been promoted at sure. the, the first job. And so I'm like, I feel like, wow, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because the people who are hiring new, they want to give competitive right. offers, right. whereas people who already have you, they have you. Yeah. So they don't need to give a competitive offers. They're not competing unless you bring competing. But anyways, um, so then my question is like, well, that's great advice and it would be perfect, but I like where I am. Yeah. I don't want to leave. Yeah. But then am I leaving stuff on the table? Am I leaving money on the table by doing so? And then, and that goes back to the question of what's more important. Right. Is your health, mental health, emotional health, and well-being more important? The fact that I get all of these benefits and perks that, that allow me to maintain the work-life balance I enjoy versus I'm making less than I could be making? Right. What matters more? And I feel like there's no right or wrong answer. It just depends on a person and a person's situation. Um, but that is a thought that I have that I, I genuinely don't know the answer to. I can't give advice to because that's where I am right now. Right. Um, but what's next? If I had the ideal, you know, 
it would be to make a steady and quick progression in the current company that I'm in right. uh, over the next five to 10 years and have that steady and quick progression to the point where I'm earning as much as I want to be earning, as much as I believe I deserve to be earning, you know, right. that would be the, the ideal to stay here and to be consistently gaining that, that progression that right. I don't feel like I'm being, you know, held back by staying. Right. Um, and then currently I'm single. Right. You know, currently I'm still living with my parents. Right. So for me, you know, career goals, I already mentioned personal goals. I would like to move out. Right. If the economy and the apartment prices ever allowed. Right. Uh, I would like to move out. I would like to be married. Yeah. I would like to have kids. Um, and, and yeah, and I would like to be able to establish some sort of passive income. Right. Um, something that I can at least build on that it's like start here, then here, then here, and it grows exponentially. That Those are my long-term goals that I would like. Hopefully where I currently am is on the trajectory to get there. Yeah. As I mentioned, I'm not sure. I'm still kind of up right. in the air. I'm happy where I am right now. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. But uh, yeah, that's, that's really where I see myself next. Okay. Um, thankfully, what I will say is I found that I really, really like the industry that I'm in. Yeah. So even if the company changes or even if my, my own personal goals change, I found something that I like, right. <laughs> that I like right. that I can at least right. stay in that realm and that sphere that I'm gaining experience in. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Um, so I have some thoughts about, about, I think it's different for everybody, whether to jump or to stay. Um, moving to a new place is always fraught because you don't know what it's going to be like. And so, I mean, you know, there's a question about is, is the most important thing to maximize the step pay increases, right, in the immediate? Or is it to sort of kind of optimize your career path, which can be two different things, right? Uh, it may be possible that in the place that you're at right now, there are all kinds of opportunities to grow and learn stuff, right? And then you'll have more of these tools uh, under your belt so that if you did decide to go somewhere else, you've got a lot more to offer, right? So mm -hmm. if you just stay there for two years, you're learning a certain amount in those two years. If you stay there for longer than that, but you move to this area or this area, you do a bunch of different things, then you've got like a whole bunch of more skill sets. So when you do reach out to another company, let's say that's what the situation was, there's a lot more that they might do with you or there's a lot more ways they might be able to bring you on at a higher level. Right. 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 So there's always a balance. It's not that the immediate, where's the right now best place to get the pay increases. Mm -hmm. That has to be sort of, you know, sort of measured against long-term optimally what works. Yeah. So that, that's something to keep in mind. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. That, that, that makes a lot of sense for sure. That's at least my take on it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you. So anyway, um, Leo, thank you so much for, for your time and for coming down and sharing um, your journey. Uh, it's been all it over the place. Journey. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that, that you are now in a place that you really enjoy. Um, that's fantastic. And I know that a lot of people go through that sort of first couple of year struggle of just trying to figure out where they're going to be at. So um, thank And for so me, it was five. Right, exactly, Five exactly. From, or four, I guess, from fall of 2017 right. to June of 2022 until I found a job that I was like, hey, I actually like this. So yeah. it just takes a different amount of time for, for everybody. Um, and so I think that's one thing that I, that I hope that listeners get, that that's okay 
and take some time to figure it out. Um, so I really, really appreciate you sharing um, your experiences and your background and your wisdom and your insight. Um, and it's just been really great uh, talking with you again. Yeah, thank you so much, Kenji. Yeah. I had a great time. Thank you, Leo. Thank you all for joining us today at Beyond the Beach. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And if you're enjoying the show, please consider subscribing on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for those of you who want to go the extra mile, please consider leaving a review or comment. I'd love to know what you think. Thank you.